Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. If you don't, you're leaving thousands on the table. And that's for really any size property. The bigger, more valuable it is, you're going to be leaving a lot more on the table. Before we get into today's episode, are you a fix and flipper who needs some money? You need to maybe do more deals and you're limited by the funds you have available. Well then, Fund That Flip, today's best ever sponsor, has a solution for you. And you know Fund That Flip, right? Your loyal best ever listener, the founder, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show multiple times and they have been a previous sponsor and they love working with the best ever listeners and they provide short-term fix and flip loans to experienced investors. They've got an online platform, makes the entire process super easy and you can get funded in as few as seven days. So if you're looking for a reliable funding partner, Go to fundthatflip.com and mention that, well, you heard about it on the Best Ever Show. Best Ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff with us today, Raj Bosker. How are you doing, Raj? Doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me on board today. Well, my pleasure. Nice to have you on the show. A little bit more about Raj. He is the co-founder and CEO of Hurdler, which is a mobile tax app designed for people like us who have businesses and we need some tax help and need some financing tracking help. Prior to Hurdler, he was the CEO of Visual Homes, which is a leading provider of financial software for real estate owners. And that company was actually acquired by Yardi in 2010. He is based in Washington, D.C. So with that being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. Happy to, Joe. Thanks again for having me on board. Yes, I started with Visual Homes back in the year 2000. So I did that for 10 years and two months. Basically, it was a real estate management platform focused on affordable housing and public housing. So subsidized housing like Section 8 units, for example. And so we did the property management and all the financials, mostly for affordable housing agencies and public housing authorities all around the country. We're in about 35 different states and built that up to about a half a million units under management, a couple million residents. We're processing around 200 million in monthly rental payments. Wow. Um, And then, yeah, it was acquired by Yardi August 1st, 2010. Yardi has half of all U.S. apartment buildings, a great fit. All of my clients and employees are still there. This is about seven years ago now. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. That's really impressive. Was it your idea? No, it definitely was not. No. (laughs) 
with Visual Homes. You were the CEO though, right? Correct. Okay. So when did you join and when was it founded? I think you said 2000, right, is when you joined? Yeah. We had acquired a very small company that had a DOS product for housing agencies. And they were focused on small agencies. And my strategy was basically to focus on medium to large agencies. I called it the Housing 500. Mm-hmm. And so we built a brand new platform from scratch and built in all the housing regulations and compliance, which kind of ties into my new venture because taxes are not that different. It's basically regulations and calculations and compliance, just in a different market. So that's where I have a solid team who likes to do that kind of very tedious work. And automating that is one part. And then the second part is how do you stay up to date? So I've always tried to help folks with those things so they don't have to uh, go through that painful stuff. So how do real estate investors work with Herdler now? They use our Herdler app to track all the finances around their real estate investments or if they're landlords to track their rents and expenses. And we have a real-time income tax calculation engine built in. We built an engine that supports all 50 states in D.C. So they can see their real, I call it true profit. So it's your revenue or income minus expenses minus taxes. That's what you keep at the end of the day. So we allow folks to do that. And you can track your P&L at the property level. So you can have multiple properties, each with their own P&L in a mobile app on the go in real time. That is necessary especially if we don't have our own bookkeeper accountant who's helping us. But even then, it's usually not real time, at least from my experience. What are some challenges that you've come across? It's interesting you point out real time because that was one of my pet peeves in my prior venture. I got it growing nicely. And then there's a time in the second five years after we built up everything where we were doubling our financials every year. And I want to see indicators along the way. And I got it to where my internal controller got me the financials a week after the month closed. That was considered pretty good. I didn't like that. I went around for indicators during the month so I can make sure we hit our goals. And that was one of the challenges, at least in building our app, is how do you get all of those things in real time? So I think for real estate investors, like we also have, I think it's a few thousand Airbnb hosts also use our app to track for their rental unit that they're hosting. And the challenge is really staying on top of that. So we try to design the app to help entrepreneurs stay on top of that. It was born out of the landlord-related features and real estate investors because when I was building this current venture, I was married and we were living in our condo. And then we eventually wanted to settle down a bit and get a house. And then I started renting out my condo. And the first time it came for tax filing, that's when I had to provide all this info. I didn't I hadn't done that before, and it was pretty tedious to like get everything together, find all the info, especially all the expenses you have to track along the way. With the app, you've seen it from beginning to now. What are some of the main differences that you've implemented based on feedback from either your team or the consumer? From our users, and specifically in real estate, the number one thing was doing the P&L at the property level. So if you have multiple investments, how do you show the P&L per investment in addition to a roll-up P&L? And that's something we had planned early on in our system because we built a project-based accounting system at the core. So you'd be able to do that, but we didn't release it with that. We released it with just tracking your P&L. 
regardless of whether you had multiple properties. It was nice to see folks requesting that. And so we added that in. That was the biggest thing. The second thing I think that we're headed into is really, can we get into how folks with mortgages and loans and how, how that tracking the financials around that at a more granular level? We haven't done that yet, but we're getting requests for that. What's your exit plan for this? Is it to get bought by a large company again? You know, my approach to building ventures in general, now I'm only on my second one. I don't consider myself a serial entrepreneur because I've only had one other venture. It's really to just build value at every step of the way. So an ongoing business. So if we look at my last venture, team is there. It's still operating. All the clients are there. That's a solid ROI for Yardi after seven years. So I like to build things that last. So I couldn't say there's an actual exit strategy. It's not to say that we won't at some point in the future, but generally you want to do it where it grows the value even further. Based on your experience as an entrepreneur and someone who's been in the real estate space for over 10 years and then most recently work with real estate investors, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors? My best advice ever for your best ever listeners who are real estate investors is to know your financials in real time, to know your numbers and kind of drilling down on that. As I've given my background, tracking your expenses is key. And it's something that it can be tedious, but there are all kinds of tools out there to make it simple. But it's something you need to do. And there are three reasons why. One is that if you don't, you're leaving thousands on the table. And that's for really any size property. The bigger, more valuable it is, you're going to be leaving a lot more on the table. Second is to save time. If you value your time, and I imagine that the best ever listeners value their time, then you'll be saving time by not having to set aside a day or two when it comes to tax time to get all that stuff together. Third reason, and these aren't necessarily in ranking order, you'll be able to make much better decisions when you know your numbers. And that's something that I think a lot of times when I see in real estate investing, a lot of it's just focused on cash flow because you have the payment on the loan or mortgage going out and then your rent coming in in, in certain forms. And expenses are another big bucket to not overlook. Can you give specific examples for each of those three just to bring it to life a little bit? Sure. So I have a condo that I'm renting out and First, there's one of the biggest expenses I have are the monthly condo fees. That's a simple one that you would think that everyone's tracking and noting, but often if you're filing your own taxes, you're not using a professional. Sometimes folks kind of skip that and it's not the time to get lazy with that stuff because it directly impacts your profit because when you note these things, it's reducing your taxable income. So condo fees are one and then the other big one, which is harder to track, are ongoing repairs, ongoing maintenance. So, for example, I had to replace my condo is about 10 years old now, and the HVAC system that it came with wasn't that great. So it didn't last that long. So I had to replace that recently. And that's something that I'm absolutely tracking and reporting on my taxes. That's a pretty big expense. The harder ones, I think, to track are the one-offs that come here and there. The ongoing ones you can automate with any number of tools out there. You can link it to your bank account or credit card. And I've seen folks that are doing this stuff really well. Like I know people who have opened a separate credit card for each of their properties. 
demand of having a lot of cards, but they only charge expenses to that card. Right? That's another system you could put in place so you know all the expenses for that particular property. But all those expenses add up quite a bit. In terms of time, for any new best ever listeners that are investors are thinking about getting into it, I can't tell you enough to start now, like put that system in place. You'll see at the end of the year when it comes time for prepping for taxes that it'll make it so much more painless. For us humans, it's hard to establish new habits, but that's one that's uh, particularly important because you save a lot of money. But if you have a system that you set aside a week to do your tax prep, then if that's how you like to do it, it's fine. I just prefer to do seconds a day, basically, as it comes in, because the information is real fresh. You don't have to remember. Yep. And I have a great memory, but I, now I have a almost 18-month-old, so our first child at home. Man, the first two weeks, while it was great, actually, I think it affected my memory. <laughs> Permanently? <laughs> It's just, uh, I mean, I'm definitely noting things a lot more now because at any particular moment, maybe you're lacking quite a bit of sleep and perhaps not as sharp, but it's just easier to remember these things as they occur. Yep. That was number two, right? Save time. That was number two. Yep. And number three on better decisions. There are real estate investors who I believe think they're making money, but they're not actually making money. The basis is that you don't know your numbers. And if you don't know your numbers, and let's say you think you're making money, then chances are you're spending more money than you should be because it's a natural thinking process because you think that you're making more money. So you're more open to spending a little more. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. You need to know where you stand. You should have your objective on what profit margin you're trying to hit, but at least be conscious of it. and have all the numbers while you're making these decisions. If you think about it, if you're not tracking things along the way, now you find out the stuff at the end of the year when if you have an accountant or you do your own filing, that this isn't something where you just make an annual decision. You want to at least do quarterly, if not monthly, where you're checking things, right? You have your ongoing personal balance sheet or your investments, where you're just making sure everything's okay, looking for red flags. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. You want to get better at negotiating real estate? Well, how about do you want to get better at negotiating real estate for free? Even better, right? Well, go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has partnered with bestselling author Jay Scott to provide you with a free chapter from Jay's new book on negotiating real estate. I've read the book. Lots of good real-world case studies sprinkled in there, too. I love it when they do that. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever to download your free copy of the chapter today. Ready to bring your real estate investing dreams to life? Learn how to get focused, gain momentum, and the proven roadmap to make it happen with the Time for Investing Masterclass. Doors for enrollment are now open. Reserve your spot today with Neva at Neva, N-E-V-A, at timeforinvesting.com. Best ever book you've read? The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazon. Best ever transaction you've done, business, real estate, whatever? I bought my house on a seven-year arm that was fixed for the first seven years, a 2.24% jumbo loan. And the monthly is equivalent to the rent I get on my condo that's one-third the value of the house. 
best ever way you like to give back? I like to do two things. Help entrepreneurs, help them with their businesses. And second, I do charitable giving. But my history with that is through my friends who are either leading events or organizations. What's a mistake you've made in business? I've made plenty of mistakes in business. In real estate in particular, with my investment in my condo, for example, one of the best ever mistakes I made was not projecting out my lifestyle changes over several years because initially my investment was to live in that condo and I bought it when I was 26. I ended up living there for eight or nine years, which is a record, I think, for condo living. But <laughs> that neighborhood is the neighborhood that I loved at the time. I loved to party in at the time, but I didn't project out over so many years that location. It was a great location, but that's not the location to be when you start settling down and not partying like that anymore. And I think that can apply to other aspects of investing when you're looking at your long-term goals. Is it purely financial or are there other aspects to it? How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? I can be reached inside my Hurdler app. We have live in-app chat. We help our users through in-app chat with any of their financial issues or tracking or tax questions. And I jump on that as well. And that's real time during normal working hours, otherwise as quickly as possible in off hours. Well, Raj, thank you for sharing your entrepreneurial journey with us. Thanks for talking about some tax tips or really the our tax approach and expenses approach that would be best practices. The third thing that you mentioned really resonated with me in terms of making better decisions because sometimes we think we're making money, but we're actually not making money. And I've realized that with my single family homes, I have three houses and I finally about this time last year got an accountant to track all that stuff for me. I get property management reports, but then I wouldn't necessarily reconcile that with the mortgage that was being paid. So now I get every month a nice clean spreadsheet of what I'm making or not making. And it is eye-opening. I didn't necessarily know that one of my homes, I have a mortgage payment that's $900. I didn't think it would be that high. Still make last month, I made $226 on it, net of all expenses. But it's just some things that we need to pay attention to. And it is something that if we're not doing it, then we need to as real estate investors. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Joe. Really appreciate it. Ready to bring your real estate investing dreams to life? Learn how to get focused, gain momentum, and the proven roadmap to make it happen with the Time for Investing Masterclass. Doors for enrollment are now open. Reserve your spot today with Neva at Neva, N-E-V-A at timeforinvesting.com.